to Enter the Glory Zone with me, Dr. Edith Davis, on 94.1 FM, Wave 94. Spiritual believers and listeners, once again, we're going to part two of what? Beyond the Blessed Life. And this, the chapter begins off by saying, more than a budget, more than a budget. As we already know from the blessed life, it was about being a generous, having a generous heart, being a, you can't outgive God. The theme of the blessed life was teaching you about the spirit of mammon and the Holy Spirit and how you can only have one, you know, Lord. And that's, and you should, it should be Lord Jesus the Christ. However, when we get into Beyond the blessed life is about stewardship. And basically, we are all stewards, right? So that's not an option. And we're a steward of our bodies. We're a steward of our souls, which is the activity of our minds, our will, and our emotion. We're a steward of our spirit. And if we're born again, you're sealed with the Holy Spirit and your spirit and Christ Jesus, the resurrected spirit of Christ Jesus is merged with our spirit. So we are one. So we need to understand that as born again Christians, those who accepted Christ Jesus as their Lord and Savior, we do not get judged over sin. Our sin has been washed away by the blood of our Lord and Savior Christ Jesus. But we do have a judgment. God does ask for an accounting of how we stewarded our life here on planet Earth, right? How did we steward our education? How did we steward our marriage? How did we steward our Children, how do you steward your elderly parents, right? How do you steward your finances? So it is bigger than a budget, okay? And um, Dr. Robert Morris, he uses the one of the analogies of the um, Airbnbs, those um, where you go and you rent out a house and you, of course, um, you can, it's like a hotel, but it's up someone's home. And if you are a good renter, right? Good steward, good renter, then you're going to get good, um, um, I guess you would say, um, accolades from the people that, that let you stay in their homes. But if you're a bad renter, guess what? You're going to get a bad accolade and guess what happens? Your options increase when you're good and your options decrease when it's bad. So one of the things and one of the reasons why the Lord God, Christ Jesus, Lord God, Holy Spirit, Daddy God, Uavai, has me doing this, um, this Sunday school um, lesson on Beyond the Blessed Life is because it's going to get pretty intense in the spirit in the spirit realm and in the physical realm and in particularly in the case of finances. However, those of us who have accepted Christ Jesus as our Lord and Savior and are obedient to his precepts and his principles 
are going to be like in the land of Gosha. And even though it's going to be hot for everybody else, we're going to be in a cool palm oasis, right? And so how is that possible? How can the world be going through all these trials and tribulations and we are protected from this? And that's because we become what? Good stewards. And the good news is, even if you're a bad steward, you can turn it around as of today. You just got to learn what to do. So basically, stewardship is living the life with a heart recognition that your money Your possessions, even your body, do not belong to you. That's right. It does not belong to you. You are a steward. So God is going to ask you, you know, about taking good care of your what? Body. Okay. So the other thing about stewardship that people don't seem to understand is Jesus, the Father, the Holy Spirit, they expect Increase. That's right. Increase. He um, goes over the talent, the stories of the one talent, two talent, and the five talent. The five talent, the two talent um, stewards, they get a promotion. They get accolades of well done, good and faithful servant because they multiplied. They increased what they had. So the gentleman with two talents, and let me let me just break it down into today's term as finances. Approximately sixty over sixty some thousand dollars is a talent. So two of them would be what one hundred and twenty k. Five, mm, do the math. So this is no small sum. It's like um, years of years of people's um, income back in those days. So this talent, but. Even the guy with one talent, that was approximately sixty some thousand dollars. Okay, so what it what happened? And you got to pay close attention to why that Jesus, the this the um owner, told the the bad steward, "You wicked servant." Well, one of the characteristics that the wicked servant had was there was no increase. He didn't even think about putting it in the bank to get interest, right? The other thing about the wicked servant is that his attitude towards his owner was bad. He thought that his his the owner was hard and he was afraid. And do you know God... Bad fear. God does not like bad fear. Bad fear means basically you're afraid of Jesus. You're afraid of the Father. You're afraid of the Holy Spirit. Good fear is you reverence God. You run towards God. You realize that you cannot live without Him, right? So, so basically, this one talent, bad steward, had a bad Impression, bad image of the father. And that's not good. And he was had no increase. He was not accountable. He was not a good steward. So what does that mean for you and I? We're going to be held accountable on how well we take care of this body, how well we take care of our souls, how well we take care of our spirits, how well we take care of our relationships. And you notice I said that before money, because money is just a tester for God. 
Money is not the real deal for God. The real deal for God is souls, is relationship. And if you can't be a good steward over money, I don't think you can be a good steward over people. That's why people that do not handle people well, in the end, don't do well, right? They don't do well. So, We need to understand this, that we don't want to be a bad steward. So I'm looking at my life right now, and I'm looking at areas of my life where I have a definite decrease, and I've got to re-examine myself and ask the Holy Spirit to help me ramp that back up so that I can have an increase. I don't want to report back to Daddy God, you Lord God, Yahshua, Mashiach, Christ Jesus, Lord God, Ruach, Kadash, Lord God, Holy Spirit, and say, I have no increase in these areas. I did not steward those areas well. The other interesting thing is the reason why I'm doing this series on the blessed, beyond the blessed life is because you, in order to be fruitful and multiply and increase, you need to understand God's principles and precepts and stewardship is a big principle. But one of the, it's really interesting. One of the things that God looks for is faithfulness. Now, do you, do you understand what I mean by that? Someone who is consistent. We've been doing the prayer walk. We have a prayer walk and it's not exclusively for all nations, churches, churches all over. Um, Tallahassee And we started that over three and a half years ago And we have been faithful Sometimes it's a good crowd of people Sometimes it's just a few people But the bottom line is We are faithful We are faithful We pray for the churches of Tallahassee We pray for the churches throughout the state of um Florida, we pray for the churches in the nation, we pray for the churches in the world, we pray for the city and all its leadership, we pray for the state and all their leadership, we pray for what? The nation and all this, the leaderships of the nation, and we pray for the world and all their the leaders of the various nations throughout the world. And since we've been doing the prayer walk, the crime, crime rate in Tallahassee has dropped, and you know, it's, it's, it's a wonderful thing to go before the one and only true and living God and intercede on people's what? Behalf. But God looks for what? Faithfulness. Faithfulness. So, understand this. God expects an increase. Whatever you are doing, God expects an increase. You know, it's nice. I have my godfather. He's got, I think it's 14 grandkids and four great, wonderful children and, and a wonderful wife. And, you know, he's a good steward. He's a good steward of his body. He's a good steward of his mind, his will, his emotion. He's a good steward of his spirit. He's just a good, what? Steward. And God has, what? Increased him. Right? So... So if you don't see an increase or you see a decrease, that's the other thing that the world doesn't understand. When the talent from the one wicked servant, God gave it to the guy with five talents, not the guy with two talents. He gave it to the guy with 
five talents because God wants increase and those who have will be given more. So you already wonder, you already see it, right? You see that the rich get what? Richer, right? And what? The poor get what? Poor, right? And it's all about what? Stewardship. And so it's not an accident. God gives seed to the sower. God gives seed to the sower. Yes. So we need to examine ourselves. And if we have a decrease or deficiency in an area, we need to see if we have a stewardship issue, a stewardship issue. God entrusts us with wealth of and precious resources, but the most precious resource to God are human souls. And I think I already mentioned that story before where um, Dr. Robert Morris had placed himself under the stewardship of a particular minister who did not treat him well and had him wax the airplane on a weekend that he, had, he was newly married. Well, in the end, that that evangelist ended up with no airplane, no family. And he, God eventually took Pastor Robert Morris from him, you know, because he was not a good steward of the most important thing to God, which is human souls. And why why do we emphasize money? Is money is a tester. Money is a tester. It tests what? Your heart. Um I was talking to a good friend of mine and he was telling me he didn't tithe and I said, no matter what happens, make sure that you tithe because God is our source, not this, not this world system. Okay. And one of the analogies that came out of chapter two that I thought was pretty powerful is that we are basically human banks. That's right. We're like a bank, God's banks. And he puts things in. And people in us, he deposits in us, he deposits things like things and people, and he wants us to keep them safe and he wants us to grow up. Because if you put your money in a bank and they don't handle your money properly, you got a problem, right? You got a problem. And so I never really thought of myself as a bank, but we are. God deposits marriages. God deposits children. God deposits um, relationships. God deposits brothers and sisters and cousins. I love our family reunions. And so God deposits these things into us and he expects an increase. He expects when you enter into people's lives that you make it what? Better, right? Make it better. And one of the interesting things that people don't seem to understand is that there will be an accounting. There will be a settling of accounts. So I know you'd say it's taken a long time or you think he's never going to come or never show up, but there is always a reckoning. And you want God to say to you, well done, 
good and faithful servant. Right. The other thing in the blessed life that I thought, well, this really came out of chapter one is living within or below your means. If you want to be an extravagant giver, then you've got to have finances to give. Okay, and it, but you're not going to have any finances uh, if you do not tithe, you know, and it's 10%. Now, some people do more than that, and that's okay, but all God asks for is 10, and that's what, why, because it represents the whole, and basically it breaks the back of mammon, which is a spirit that, um, that, a lot of people run by. I, I just heard a story. I prayed for this individual. You know, they, you know, they were trying to push something through and they weren't doing, and they, it wasn't ethical. They didn't do something right. And, you know, and, but he lost his, you know, he lost self control and went off on everybody. And, and then when it's all over, he doesn't understand why people don't want to work with him anymore. And so this is this is about relationships. It's bigger than what? Money. You know, one deal, that's nothing. And you're going to blow up and blow up your relationship with, you know, with your friends and with people that you do business with. That's not that's not good. And so you must treat people with respect. You must treat people with honor. And you must, you must, you must be a good steward of your relationships. Your relationships are more important than money, right? And I know a lot of people think money is the, the prime thing. There's nothing wrong with money. Money is neutral. It can be used for good or bad. The issue with money is you can't be a lover of money. The spirit of mammon always is trying to usurp God. He's always promising things that only God can deliver, right? And and there are things that some things money can't buy. Health. Money can't buy that. Yeah, you can go to a doctor and you can get treatments and stuff like that. But if you got terminal cancer or something like that, you're going to need something more than money, right? And I always say, people say, well, I got faith. Well, if you don't have faith to do 10% of your income, tithe, how you going to have faith to speak against cancer, right? Or, or any other malady or sickness or disease. You know, a lot of people are very familiar with the IRA, which is the Individual Retirement Account. IRA, Individual Retirement Account. But did you know that you have an ERA? That's right. Eternal retirement account. Eternal retirement account. And this is basically when you store up treasures in heaven. You know, there are widows out there that need help. Orphans that need, those are very special to God. Widows and orphans. And, um, and also you want to be a blessing to as many People as possible. So you need to search your ha- your heart for the truth about your view of God and how are you uh, handling your money, right? 
my son is now tithing and that is very good. I'm really pressing my daughter because I know for a fact that finances, her finances will never get cleaned up and straightened out until the God comes in and helps her. So I, I really want people to simply trust God. And if you have an issue with money, then it's simply a lack of trust of God. Is God your source? And I just recently went through something. Of course, when you are teaching, you're going to get tested on what you teach, right? And so I got tested and I kept telling God, you are my source. You are my only source. And of course, God can put windows of heaven up all around you that will pour out blessings on you so great that you don't have room enough to receive it all. But he also, but Satan also puts out their gates. Gates, windows are actually humans, people that have been touched by God, the Father, God, the Son, God, the Holy Spirit to bless you. And gates are people also that Satan has strategically placed around you to stop you from entering into the blessings of God. And of course, doors are about life. And, you know, it's I love Ron Carpenter's um, teaching on this. He talks about, you know, you have proximity doors. Um, as you get close to the door, it opens. So you got to get closer to where you need to be open. You got to, and he just point blank said, you got to get in the presence of God for some doors to open. You've got the regular doors that you turn the knob and you push in by force. You got to be, you know, you've got, um, let's see, the other kind of doors he was talking about. He was talking about, um, there are doors that are timers, like in banks, you have doors that have, um, set timers on them and, they will not open until a certain time, no matter if you're the president of the, of the bank. It won't open to a certain time. And this, he gets into seasonal things, you know, you know, t doors that have timers in certain seasons. You know, you may miss it. It's, it's not the end of the world, but you're going to have to wait for that, that season, that timing again, and make sure that you ask God to help you to recognize, recognize the timing. So remember, that our objective is to become what? Good stewards. Good stewards not only take care of and protect, but they increase. God is looking for an increase, right? And in what he has given you. Um, and the other great thing about this is that we must learn how to live within our means. And, and when we live within our means or below our means especially, then we can be a generous what? Giver. You can walk into a store and the Holy Spirit can say, hand them a thousand dollars. And it's no sweat. You're not giving away your your rent or your bill money, right? You are a good steward. And God can trust you, right, to be Faithful and a good steward. I 
wanted to add this, and that is, why are we a good steward? We're a good steward because we want to, basically, the most important thing that we steward is that we're image bearers. We're image bearers of the Most High God. We represent Christ Jesus. We represent Daddy God, Yuhei Vahe. We represent Lord God, Holy Spirit. So when we lose self-control, which is I'm working diligently in that area in my life, um, trying to be a good steward. And, and of course, you, for me, is when you're under a lot of pressure, and especially when there's a manifold pressure. Like, I never forget it was a season in my life. Every aspect of my life was under attack. My marriage, my parenting, my job, my finances, my body. That's right. And you can lose it if you don't have the Holy Spirit. So, you know, I kind of lost it. And I, I told the Holy Spirit, please help me. I, I have the fruit of self-control. It is in me. I have the fruit of love. I have the fruit of joy. And the, and the joy is the strength of the Lord. I have the fruit of peace. And I want that to radiate out of my spirit into my soul and into my body, into my outer what? Life, my world. So it is interesting that we need to be good, good stewards so that we can become generous, generous givers. And it's already happening. I've already had um, a couple of, well, three people, friends, ask for money. And God, I had to say no to two. I said yes to one. But even in this, with the caveat of don't look at me as your what? Source, because if God didn't give it to me, I can't give it to you, right? And I'm not going to be given something if I'm not a what? A good steward, that I manage everything properly. And the reason why I say this, and this is why, I, once again, I'm inviting you all to come on Sunday at 9 a.m. at All Nations Church off of Share Road, right across from Fun Station, around the corner from Chuck E. Cheese, right? I want you guys um, to come and be blessed by this teaching by, and learn the precepts and the principles of how to have a successful, stress-free life. Basically, you want to overcome all financial stresses, right? And so you can overcome all financial stresses when you follow God's way. His ways are higher than our ways. His thoughts are higher than our thoughts. And you always come out on top, no matter what it looks like, smell like, tastes like, if you follow what? God, right? So search your hearts. And reflect on what your life would be like if you had no stresses from finances, right? One of the interesting things 
you know, I finally, you know, learned the lesson, learned some lessons from the Holy Spirit, the Father, and got my financial house in order in many ways. I was married at one time to a very, um, very good steward of finances, my former husband, Warren Davis. And he taught me a lot about stewardship and getting out of debt and staying out of debt. And he was, I consider him extremely frugal, but it was good because he always had what? Money. And he could always what? Help, help his brother, help anybody that was in need, right? Because he always had what? Money because he is, he is a good steward. And I learned um, being, I learned on his wife because I was, you know, pretty much a, spent a lot of money. But after being married to him for almost 30 years, I, I got that under control. And I don't spend a lot of money like that anymore. But what God taught me during that season was he wants us to be a blessing to others. And you can't be a blessing to others if you are not a good steward. So you need to search your heart. And find out what you truly hide, what your true view of God. You know, I was just talking with one of my dear friends who was a, you know, awesome prayer warrior. And matter of fact, she's coming up to her 25th anniversary, the upper room prayer ministry. And we talked about obedience. You know, the way God knows that you love him is to obey him. And this is something that God needs you to obey him in. So once again, I want to invite you all to join us at All Nations Church on this coming Sunday. And this is going to be going on until, I guess, all the way through to um, August, I think. But we've got 15 chapters that we're going to cover in prepping and getting everybody ready. And one of the things that's in my spirit is the people that attend this class are going to see supernatural, supernatural increase in their what? Finances. You know, it's it's interesting when people want to borrow money, they think money is a solution. Money is not money is no big deal to God. Money is not the solution. If you if you don't get it, whatever the issue is under control, you're going to have that issue again and again and again. And then and when you're young, I guess you can you can take it. But when you get older, you don't want to you don't want to go through that again and again and again. So. Please, please join us. Um, and once again, the first Sunday of every month, we still do the prayer walk uh, at the steps of the old capital of Appalachia. Right. And uh, Monroe, where it did sins in Monroe, where they have the red and white awnings at the old Capitol. And we will meet there the first Sunday of every month. And we just do a real short walk where we pray. We pray for our churches. We pray for our city. We pray for our state. We pray for our nation. We pray for the world. We pray. And it's awesome. It's an awesome privilege to be able to go before the throne of God and talk to our daddy, Abba Father Uevae, and tell him the needs of his people. But first of all, we, we start off by adoring him, by hallowing his name. We start off with recognizing that he is what? God. 
I don't want to end this broadcast without once again reading Romans 10, 9. That is, if you confess with your mouth, Lord Jesus, and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you are saved. Thank you for once again joining me on Enter the Glory Zone on 94.1 FM, Wave 94. Presence